0: All right, we back on the pod today. First time collaborating with the man himself. We got Vaughn. Yes, uh, we're gonna be collaborating on an IG, which is wonderful. Happy to have him on, Vaughn. Let's okay. uh, let's get down to business, man. We got the yeah. playoffs going on. I mean, I can't lie. Wild card Sunday. It it was it wasn't it wasn't what I expected it to be. I'll be honest. Yeah, with you. there there absolutely. weren't a ton of games to be wowed about, but definitely a few upsets that I'm sure we'll get we'll get talking about. And As a Packers fan, I know you want to start with the Packers versus Cowboys.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. So going into that game, that was probably one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. The just this just the storyline of it all. Jordan Love, the first like couple of months, especially in October, he was absolutely awful. All of his rookie receivers were still like dropping passes and messing up routes and his and his um his running game was like basically not effective because all they had was AJ Dillon, their the offensive lineman that they had in there were either not not a privy to the scheme that Matt's running or in like the biggest the biggest scenario was uh, Aaron Jones wasn't there for like the majority of the season either he tore his hamstring in week one he wasn't really the same and uh just a couple weeks ago he uh, he actually turned it on four straight games with a hundred yards and yeah, the Cowboys had no answer for Jordan Love and company. It was absolutely ridiculous to watch. I did not 40. If you would have told me that they were going to drop 48 points on that defense, that's been killing people all year. That was wild at home. Crazy.
0: What I'm saying, man. I mean, I, I had talked about it earlier on in the week that there was definitely a chance that the Packers pulled away with a win but there is no world that i expected it to be such a blow and even if you look at the score it like it doesn't do it justice because the, it was really 48 nothing like let's that not sugarcoat it. it like it was it was not 48 32 when you have your backup quarterback in against a 2 seed like it's it's embarrassing yeah. frankly and yeah. uh, i mean high praise for jordan love because i think he ended off the regular season with like an 18 to one TD to interception ratio, which is remarkable for really like a rookie quarterback in his rookie season starting. Um, And then all the weapons that they've accumulated now, they, I thought Christian Watson was the guy last year. And now they got Reed, they got Romeo Dobbs. It's Mm -hmm. been, it's been insane to see that roster evolve throughout the year. And I mean, good, good for them. I mean, I think they have a better chance against the Niners based off what I saw, obviously in that game. And um, I mean, I honestly think they could give an, the Niners a run for their money this week. Not saying they'll win anything, but
1: yeah, they, they have
0: a chance to upset. I'm not going to count them out.
1: No, yeah, that was what I was trying to think about too. Like, how how do they match up? Because the whole time I was thinking about points to make for the the Packers and the Cowboys. The pa- the Cowboys were a seven and a half point favorite according to Vegas, so they basically didn't have a shot in Vegas's eyes. And now going into Levi Stadium, they're nine and a half points. That's crazy so the key contributors on like if, if we're like how we were going to match it up is their offense our green bay's offense versus the 49ers defense i think like some of the key contributors are jordan love on offense aaron jones nobody's talking about him but zach tom he was a fifth round pick last year i believe maybe lower but he's he's been playing right tackle for us he's been absolutely phenomenal he's been blocking some of the like some of the premier guys in the league J- uh, tj watt Micah Parsons didn't get anything on him and just so on and so forth and then you have um, I was going to write down like specific wide receiver names but all of them have low key been balling out. Yep. So it's 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 going to seem pretty cool and the the 49ers you have like it's they're star studded everywhere. Bosa, Fred Warner, uh javon hargrave when they got hargrave in the in the summer i was so goddamn like i didn't know what to do i was i was shocked that they acquired such a good player because they're not paying purdy anything so they can just afford to get all of these good players like chase young is another one so i it's it that on that front i think green bay's got a shot But what I don't trust is Green Bay's defense. You've heard of Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, all of the woes that Green Bay has been having with him, the ups and downs, making like mediocre quarterbacks look good. And then when it's like the lights come on, like when they're playing Kansas City or the Lions or something, then that's when the defense actually wants to like, you know, take over. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be one, one good fight. I can't, I don't know who's going to win though. I really can't say.
0: Yeah, I think, like you said, obviously the Niners are definitely favorites heading into it. And the, the argument I was making for the Packers last week was that against the pass, they're actually top uh 10 in, in allowing yards per game against the pass throughout the regular season. And I know the Cowboys put up 387, but at the end of the day, like that A was all in garbage time. Yards, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all it's like that's that's fantasy garbage time money. That's that's what we like to see in fantasy, right? For but us. I think Against the pass, they're actually a really good defense. Obviously, they're top 10. They've been able to stop the pass. What I'm worried about and which what what, uh, played to their benefit last week was that Dallas can't really establish a run game. It was the problem all year. Tony Pollard wasn't as effective as we expected this week. That's obviously not the case. CMC is going to he's probably the best running back in the league right now all around. And yeah. I think that's going to be where the game lies. If the Packers can stop him and they can establish their own run game. Cause I, I think I saw that the Packers are like 10 and one in their last 11 games where Jones has ran over a hundred yards or something like yep. that. So they're obviously producing when they're able to run the ball. It's just, can they do that against such a good run defense, such a good defense yeah. overall, but The thing that's, you know, um, keeping me together about the Packers and giving me hope is that they've beat a lot of great teams this year. When Mm -hmm. you look at their schedule, it's not like it's just been a bunch of bums. I mean, they've had a few games where it's been a little off. The Giants game wasn't the best thing to watch if you're a Packers fan, but they've also played fantastic against really good playoff teams. So that's what's giving me hope. And if there were to be another upset this week, like I said last week, I think the Packers could pull it off.
1: Yeah, seriously. And the the other thing about the O-line, that's a good point. The Lions have, I think they have, like, the highest-grade offensive line in the the league right now. And they were able to hold Jameer Gibbs and uh, Montgomery to, like, almost no yards. That was – and we both know, like, what those two have been doing all year. That was actually really impressive. Now, like, CMC is obviously a different animal. I don't know what – like what kind of game plan they have for him but he's him and Aaron Jones share a lot of the same similarities you know they're quick they're shifty it's hard to tackle them they're a lot stronger than you think but they're short like they're shorter like in comparison to like traditional running backs but what makes them so lethal is the fact that they can route run and they can catch passes down the field if you're not careful and they're a they're a mismatch mismatch nightmare for linebackers most of the time and it's another thing like going on defense and offense. Christian McCaffrey is going to have to deal with Quay Walker. He's the he's Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell, the two linebackers for Green Bay. And Aaron Jones is going to have to deal with Greenlaw and Fred Warner. And Fred Warner, in my opinion, is like, it's him and Roquan Smith. You can really put whoever, like the a 1A, 1B, you can switch them. But those two guys um, are some of the best to ever do it a linebacker and it's it's just really cool to see. And Trent Williams, not a lot of you know not a lot of people are giving Trent Williams as much credit as I would like cuz when when he's not in the game, they lost how many games in a row? 3. Yep. 3 games in a row when he's not there and when he is there it their offense is a completely different thing. like can diff completely different monster and some of the pass rushers that green bay has when they want to like establish a pass rush all of them can get home they did a crazy job again drafting really good and um Some of the guys, some of the key guys are Kenny Clark, interior, Rashawn Gary on the edge. Preston Smith has had a good year, quiet year. And then you have like some of the newer faces, Lucas Van Ness, the first round pick they got this year. Uh, Carl Brooks, they got him in like the sixth round and he's been balling out really hard. And then you have um, Devontae Wyatt, who had a quiet, like a quiet sophomore year that was pretty, pretty good under the radar. So it's going to be really interesting to see if Green Bay can stop the run and they can put... Uh, San Francisco in like, tw- like second and 12, second and eight, third and eight, third and 12 situations. Let's see what they can actually do. But that's not even considering or not even factoring in what they have on the perimeter.
0: And I think like we're pretty much playing devil's advocate right now for the Green Bay Packers, right? We're arguing for the Packers because the Niners are clear favorites. But I was reading, um, Uh, a well-known article from whatever it was sports illustrated or whatever it was on the playoff matches this week and they said that all green bay needs needs to do is what we've talked about and uh push brock purdy to make uncharacteristic turnovers Mm -hmm. but in my eyes what i've seen is those aren't really uncharacteristic turnovers from brock purdy he's not been like an like in my eyes, he hasn't been an MVP caliber quarterback this year because he's got a phenomenal team around him. Struggled, a struggled when a lot of his players were out. And, well, granted, I mean, yeah. you, lose, you lose some of your stars, but he makes big time mistakes sometimes in really big games. And we saw that against the Ravens and the Ravens ate him alive. Now, the, the Packers defense is not the Ravens defense. And I understand that, but – I, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that Brock Purdy throws one, two interceptions early on in the game. Packers take control and they just kind of maintain a float for the rest of the game, just barely scraping by. That's the way I see it. If the Niners yeah. get on them early, I, I I don't think they have a chance.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. If um if I, I, I had a similar thought, like either Green Bay wins by keeping it a close fight, not giving up the big play, maybe getting out alive with the field goal or uh the the 49ers just avalanche on them and I don't really see it going any other way and that's a that's that's actually really good Brock Purdy having so the thing with Brock right he can process the field and read defenses way better than people give him credit for but when he's under duress we've seen like the some of the things that can happen but like you said green bay's defense isn't they're not the same thing as the ravens defense that's a tight knit group you know they've been uh Harbaugh is a he's a defensive coach I, I believe so he that's his system over there they've been perfecting it and crafting it that whole time green bay's defense is good all of the players on defense are solid but in t- in the grand scheme of things it it's all going to depend on what the defensive play is and going back to who can do what with uh their stars out um uh Jordan Love actually had most of his starters completely gone like most of the season david bakhtiari their left tackle who was considered one of the best or the best left tackle in the league before he got injured and then trent williams got paid like 200 more dollars than him or something like that or like a like 0.5 mil more or something like that but then he gets injured he tries to come back he misses both playoff runs for the packers he gets you know hit hurt again he comes back at the beginning of the year he looked really good versus the bears and then, uh, week two, that was basically the end of his season. His he re aggravated his ACL. He plans on coming back, but you know, that's that's down the line. But and then Christian Watson's been out in and out of the rotation, he's been missing some of his wide receivers. Aaron Jones, the running game, not being all that good. A- AJ Dillon's a good yeah. running back, but he he's like more of a second kind of you know, I'll take I'll like do some damage, like maybe get like the tough yards while Aaron Jones just slashes through him. And it's gonna be interesting to see because he's going to he's fully loaded now he basically has all of like with the exception of Bakhtiari he has all of his weapons available so it's going to be really cool to see what they can do now Brock, um, Brock Purdy has all of his weapons available as well and I think one of the things on Green Bay's side is they're going to need to check on the health of Jair Alexander who rolled his ankle and during like freak accident during practice. And now he's uh, he hurt his ankle again during that day, that game with Dallas where he actually like popped off low key, but we're going to have to see what he does or like, if he's any good to go during this game.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be a big factor uh, defensively for the Packers obviously, but I think again a lot of the game's also just going to rely on Jordan Love what he can do and and the thing that I noticed I think against the Packers is or against the Cowboys pardon me is that they they didn't have any stress. They don't have anything to prove I think right yeah. now. Um cracking the playoffs is is in itself remarkable for a team that should not have been even close there this year. I don't think was on many people's radars. So uh, I think that's impressive and, and going into Dallas in a hostile environment and doing that, I, that again is also giving me hope that they can go into San Francisco and at least cause some disruption before, yeah. you know, things maybe come crumbling down against yeah. them. But um yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. They can definitely pull off an upset. I'm not counting them out. I mean, I'll probably roll Niners this week, but with keeping an open mind, you know, I'm not, yeah. not closing the books. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's how things are rolling all over the league right now. Really in the NFC, uh, the other game that we got is the Lions and Bucks. I mean, that Ooh. might be a little might be a little clearer towards the Lions, but again, the Bucks and Baker Mayfield, it's it's really on and off because you know they'll put up like nine points against the Falcons, and then they'll go and do that against the Eagles in the yeah. playoffs. Um, Bucks are going to Detroit though, which again is a fantastic environment. They've been they, they haven't had a playoff game in what seems like forever, so they're yeah, they're really uh, they're really taking it in this year. So. I'll probably go with the Lions this year, but again, the Bucks, another team that just exceeded expectations.
1: Yeah, sneaky good because their defense is every again, like the whole thing about counting players out. Their defense has been together since they won the Super Bowl. Most of the most of those players are still on that defense. Antoine Winfield, their their um, safety, who like had an amazing year this year. Got there when they won the Super Bowl. He's the guy that did the peace sign yep, to uh yep. Tyreek. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see. They have man, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are so good. It you know what what's interesting about them? It always seems like when either one of them scores a touchdown or goes for over hundred yards, it's like they try to game plan about around one of them and then the other guy just goes crazy i don't see that happening with the lions they have inconsistencies on defense but it's not because of scheme it's because they go for more like hard nose football players versus athletes so i think on i i I personally believe that their offense it's gonna be like zero zero maybe like field goal first half and then i think the the lions are just gonna run the ball Go like get off a a couple like crazy passes they have a lot of weapons on the perimeter too and i don't think that um the bucks have the speed to keep up with them anymore maybe if it was like a couple years ago when they had a few of their corners or like when they were a little younger or something where like we're not younger but like some of them are dealing with injury so maybe if if like back then they'd be able to put up a a fair fight but i think we're gonna see a lot of um it's gonna has a high probability to be a shootout in this game
0: yeah, I think, I think for the Lions, and don't get me wrong, I'm fully supportive of, of the Lions and Dan Campbell yeah. because they're just a team that you can't hate on, right? Like, there's just yep. been so much, so many depressing things that's happened to that franchise that you really can't root against them. But uh, looking, Their front at office them, is
1: fantastic, by the way, dude.
0: It's it's unbelievable the culture that they've built from. Being one of the worst teams in the league and just built it up and and guys yeah. who just want to show up every day and work is is unreal, but if we're gonna be realistic and look at the games that they've played this year, they they haven't really been fantastic against really good teams. Um, good you know they yeah okay they're impressive they won a wild card game which is fantastic but. Again, that was a 10 and seven Rams team, right? Like this was they almost
1: lost too. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like these games, these games aren't particularly close. Uh yeah. or they, they're very close, actually. Sorry. Like, but against the good teams, they're they're not very like the Ravens blew them out by 32. The yeah. Packers beat them by a touchdown uh, later mm-hmm. on in the season. Uh they lost to the Cowboys by a point, which again, granted, that was a whole a whole nother story with the two points in yeah. there. But yeah, I I, I really think that the Lions' biggest liability, and I've said this multiple times, is the defense, and that's what's going to screw them down the line. I don't know if that's going to screw them against the Bucks because the Bucks' offense is really hit or miss, and yeah. despite having a lot of weapons, like you mentioned, it's it's it, you know it's not the Buffalo Bills, it's not yeah. the Miami Dolphins, it's not the Baltimore Ravens. So when they face the Niners, I honestly think the Lions will be blown out. Yeah. Um, because just because no matter how good your offense is, and we saw this against Dallas, if you consistently let up points, there's no coming back. There, there's yeah. no catching up. And that's what happened to the Cowboys last weekend. Their defense couldn't play with the Packers and, and Dak couldn't catch up no matter what he yeah. did.
1: They had no answer. And that's a good point about the, the Bucks. It seems like their offense can go a little anemic sometimes and it's it's there's never really a reason for it like either they run the ball really well and they can't pass and then it'll switch depending on the quarter or like one game they can't pass all that well but they run the ball good and then it'll just go vice versa and like green um baker mayfield having the best statistical game of his career having the highest qbr of any quarterback that ever stepped on lambeau field and then like fall kind of like falling off of like out of a tree a couple weeks later. And it's, it just doesn't make any, like, I'm not saying he's bad. We all know Baker can play football. Like I'm not going to count him out on that front, but as far as like, if we're putting all of the teams, like tangible things that they all do well, I would go with the lions just because like, they've like, the answer is like, yeah, that is very true that they haven't really beaten or they, they can't, when it comes to like them actually having to compete against somebody, it always seems like they're, they also like go up in the air or it's, like if you punch them in the face once, it takes them a little too long to get their footing. Like they stagger really hard. And the Bucs are capable of doing that on defense, but their offense, I'm I'm not sure.
0: And and that's kind of been my main argument for a lot of the teams actually this year is that um, they've had a lot of success against mediocre teams and teams yeah. that didn't make the playoffs, and especially in the NFC. I thought that about the Philadelphia Eagles, which was which was a massive thing. And maybe we could talk Man. about that before we switch over to the AFC. But yeah, for me, Vaughn, when I watched the Eagles starting last year, the year they went to the Super Bowl, that entire year for me was was a one off because. You look at the schedule that they faced. It was it was unbelievable. They were they yeah. were playing they were playing nobody. They played nobody came to the playoffs. They played the Giants mm-hmm. in the divisional round and then a uh, 49ers team without Brock Purdy. Yeah. like I don't who I don't even know who they had at quarterback. Like they, they, they <laughs> Christian McCaffrey was their backup quarterback in coming yeah. into that game, right? Yeah, yeah, So and and then and then you know they put up a good fight in the Super Bowl, but it was the same story this year. All their games were close up until they were ten and one. They weren't Mm -hmm. blowing out great teams. They were very close, and then once they hit the meat of their schedule, when they were actually faced with difficult games, they crumbled. They crumbled after the Niners game. They were not the same team. They couldn't. That gauntlet
1: they went through killed them.
0: It, it, awful. They won They won the first two games, gave us a little hope, but then yeah. it all came falling to pieces. I, I don't think they can compete with the top teams in the league, and okay. I think there has to be a massive change, at least coaching-wise, yeah. because the offense was just
1: – watching awful. them
0: was so frustrating. It was like a varsity team playing against a defense that was okay and just giving their athletes space and trying to make them do something of it. It was constant screen passes constant short yardage plays and it was like this is not what we saw last year but again they weren't playing very good teams Mm -hmm. i i think this team is above average but they're nowhere near a super bowl right now
1: yeah talent wise they are like definitely top five for sure but as far as like them competing yeah you're absolutely right they lost both of their their both of their uh coordinators and that seemed like that was what what killed them and it's it's interesting because wouldn't you think nick sirianni would have a bigger role or a or more of a say in terms of like what gets done or like what what product we're going to put out on the field i was talking about this earlier when i was um recording a little something for a for a few reels is that nick sirianni sent his team out there with a game plan that was more fit for like a high school football team yep like what you were saying screen passes they can't run the ball they can't stop the run and it's it's horrible to see because they have so much talent on that d line they do and it's like if if you're going to have something on defense right i would rather have a d line that can get after the quarterback and stop the run versus like versus no no d line and corners that can just cover everything because if you can't get pressure the scheme is going to kill you like that's just how that goes and but the D line didn't really show up either. Anyway, that was the first time in a long time, you know, I seen a team genuinely give up on a, on a coach. And it was horrible to see the Eagles do not do, And it's like, you guys were, you guys were one of the best teams in the league. And it was clear that you were one of the best teams in the league and you just fell off of a cliff. It, it, it was, it was, it's, it's not good. It's the, not good. The, the what do thing, you think they do with Sirianni?
0: Yeah. You know what it's, it's interesting because it's hard to judge because they lost both of their both of their coordinators, like you said. Yeah. But I think right now the way the fan base is going. Nick Sirianni is an enemy to the entire Eagles fan base right now. There's not, I've not talked to one Eagles fan that is advocating for Nick Sirianni right now because of what's happened. And yeah. you know, he'll come in and he'll come and pr- cry in the press conferences and no changes will be made. There'll, there'll be yeah. nothing changed. The The game plan will be the same over and over and over. And I remember watching a chiefs game early on in the year, which I think, I think they won. And I was like, it's, it's very odd. They're still doing the same stuff, but they were just getting by. And then, it really caught up to them at the end. And mm-hmm. and the big thing, like you mentioned too, which was a great point that the defense this year, last year I think was, was stellar. I, I think they had like a top five or some. To, some, that some pass rush was
1: yes. crazy.
0: Yes. Exactly, exactly. And what happened this year, especially against the Bucs, was it wasn't even a fall off, but it All was. All the same players too. Yeah, it was guys who did not want to tackle. They yep. tri- tripping over each other. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants yep. to take any accountability. That's what screwed them defensively. And then, I mean, offensively, it just wasn't the same team. What are your thoughts about Jalen Hurts? Because last year I had talked about the fact that I didn't see Jalen Hurts as a top three quarterback in the league. And there was a ton of backlash because of what happened again in the Super Bowl. And right. You know recency bias in the league is is a crazy thing because one thing happens and (laughs) and we take yeah you know what i mean but now we're all looking back and we're saying well amazing team let's look what happened this year but he also lost his coordinator so i don't know where where that's perfect
1: that's a good you know where his coordinator went the Colts Mm -hmm. he made Garner Minshew look like a pro bowler yep (laughs) so it's we we all know like that was one of the reasons why Jalen Hurts was so good I think he has he he obviously well we obviously like first of all we all he obviously has all of the tools and talents to be that guy you know like we've all seen it before he going to the Super Bowl Loki carrying the Eagles to like three of their points with his body rushing it in and um something else I heard today that I didn't know so uh um what is the other Kelsey's brother's name
0: uh tra- uh Travis Kelsey
1: no 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 the one for the Eagles
0: oh, oh uh Jason Kelsey
1: Jason Kelsey he retired yep and what I heard today something sh- that kind of shocked me he was the one that was that would call out the cover packages whenever like they were sending a blitz or if there was they're making like a, if they're doing some sort of like CT stunt or something he was the one that was saying we're going to move the protection this way usually that's the quarterback's job so it was it was interesting to, to hear that so now that he's gone it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward and here and keep in mind think of think about this this is something interesting to chew on too when the the eagles we have to remember the eagles are really quick to move on yep. from people that are not like serving their the organization right they nick Foles, one of them a super bowl got rid of them the howie roseman their gm got rid of him too it's it's uh um Andy Reid when he was there got rid of him so it's when it comes to like if they feel like they're not winning because Philadelphia is a hard place mm. to, to you know to be productive in it's a hard media they love their sports they're used to excellence but at the same time like they have that underdog story like Rocky they take shit like that into you know to heart and I thought Sorry if I'm not like if I'm supposed to cuss or something, but no, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, What was what's um, what I thought was going to happen to the Eagles is, yeah, they lost five games in a row. You know, the whole underdog thing, that's usually like how they roll. They're going to come into the playoffs. They're going to beat Tampa by like a field goal, maybe a touchdown, and then they're going to start rolling the ball, maybe make it to the NFC championship game versus the Ford That, that didn't happen. It was a team that they, they just straight gave up. Me personally, I think. If enough, like, I, I personally think they're going to get rid of Sirianni just because, like, right after that game, your star wide receiver is in Cancun already. What? <laughs> it's crazy.
0: There were I, I think guys, I, I saw a clip of an Eagles fan just tossing a bucket of popcorn on him as he was walking out. Oh yeah, and, and, that, and at that man. point, and at that point I was like, the franchise is giving up on him. Like it's, it's over. Yeah, it's it's over. It's <laughs> over. No matter what you do, you know, you have to bring him back to the Super Bowl next year, it's over. So um yeah, and I think I think Jalen hurts too this year. I mean Uncharacteristic mistakes, especially yeah. especially against the Bucks last night. It was or a few nights ago. It was it was obvious. I mean, yeah. the safety that he took should never happen. I mean, they were on like the hard line, and 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 intercept and interceptions that just should not be happening. Turnovers that should not be happening. And then overall, I think for the Eagles, turnovers, ball security was a huge thing this year. That. They they were losing balls every single game in the yeah. red zone, which was just awesome. costing them game after game. So I mean, we'll see what happens next year. It's gonna be an interesting offseason for the Eagles. I don't think they'll fall off completely, but they I think they've fallen out of the Super Bowl contending race for me. There, there's a lot they of teams have that, a lot
1: of free agents. Yeah. A lot. Like yeah. I think over
0: nine. They have like yeah.
1: eleven free agents.
0: Yeah, it's 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 I think there's better teams in the league right now. And I I mean, speaking speaking of a few that are coming up right now, I mean, in the AFC, we got we got the Ravens who have just been balling this year, too. And they're and then they're going up against a really good young Houston roster, which again is another team that's just absolutely surprised me, everybody in the league, I think this year with again gonna be Wade. fantastic. Yeah, with CJ Stroud, who came into the league seamlessly, which I find incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. He looks like a vet already. Mm -hmm. I that's gonna be a good game D'Amico Ryan's crazy by the way before I get into it D'Amico Ryan's used to take his kids to get their haircut where I get my haircut wild yeah my same barber too (laughs) she was telling me the other day she's like you know he used to come in here I'm like what are you talking about and she (laughs) he said that she said that he's like the quietest person she's ever met but he's really really nice he has that southern hospitality feel like you already know he's a good guy even though he's not saying a lot. Mm-hmm. And he is when one year he took the Texans, a, like a, I don't think I'm wrong for saying that they were a dumpster fire for a long time and then he comes in new regime, gets everybody going his offensive co- coordinator first year coordinating is already looking or getting interviewed for head coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. They've been doing an excellent job over there. Excellent. Tank Dell, what round was he? Fifth round, absolute star. CJ Stroud, everyone, no one thought that he was going to be as good as he was. His comp coming out of college was Jared Goff and I didn't think that was a bad thing. Jared Goff's good. He's a good quarterback. He's, you know, but he's I think it's fair to say like he is he's a little higher than Goff at this point in time. He's a he's an excellent player ball placement able to read the defense footwork eyes everything he's just so good at it at such a young age and it's gonna this is gonna be like a true test for him to go against the ravens like ironclad defense that they have over there too
0: the thing that i like to evaluate rookie quarterbacks on uh the most is their ability to Number one, perform like a veteran quarterback, which CJ Stroud has absolutely done, but also stand in the pocket and make throws yeah. that a veteran quarterback can. And CJ Stroud has done it consistently. And most importantly, he's done it in, in game-tying situations, game-winning situations when they've mm-hmm. been down by a score, when they've needed him on a two-minute drill. And he's he's done it consistently all season long and this is no hate to Bryce Young because i think it's difficult to walk into the league as a rookie quarterback onto a shitty team yeah. like the panthers yeah. and do anything and yep. and th-
1: they traded his number 1 wide receiver yep. away for monkey chips by the way
0: <laughs> Like the harsh reality of the league is that see um Bryce Young I don't think will ever be given a fair shot because the Panthers are so damn shit. Like they are yeah. they are so brutal they're awful that they're just going to end up moving on from him because that's the way the league goes. After 3 or 4 years if you haven't done anything then yeah. they're moving on from you and it's not really his fault. CJ Stroud The the impressive thing about him is the Houston Texans weren't all that good either. I mean, he definitely Mm -hmm. has a few more weapons, but he's done a lot of it himself too, which is why I'm a strong advocate for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year, despite what Puka's done, which was fantastic as well. But I think this week what'll be interesting is that CJ Stroud did it last week and blew a really good Cleveland Browns defense out of the water. So I don't see that as a huge issue against the Ravens, but – the Raven, the Ravens are a powerhouse right now. I see them as a as the best team in the league by far. Yeah. I mean, they haven't really shown much weakness throughout the year. Yep. So I, silently deadly. Yeah i i can't like I can't, I can't like go that. with the Texans, but but good on them because they are going to be a very good team. They have their they oh, have yeah. their base set up now, oh, and yeah. they're they're just building to the Super Bowl now.
1: Yeah, seriously, I I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. And uh, before I go on the Ravens, a really quick thing about um the the contrast between C.J. Stroud and um what was his Chase or uh, uh, Chase Bryce. Bryce, Bryce Young now. yeah, uh Bryce Young their GM he he was the one that made the, that pressed the button on drafting him knowing that Frank Reich didn't want to go with him and he basically told him like we are you're going to have to deal with this guy like he's going to be our quarterback for the future they drafted him no line no wide receivers that adam thielen is your number one that's crazy and then everybody on defense is okay but you have one star that you could have gotten multiple picks for but instead you just kept them for for what like you thought you were going to be in contention around this time i don't know how that's possible Mm. it's pretty clear that their gm over there is super out of touch that's a really bad head coaching job i feel i low-key feel bad for anyone that gets that because he moved off of Freak. So you're going to draft, you're going to tell me that you're going to draft a quarterback that I told you I didn't want. You're not going to give me a say. Then we're going to have problems all year because I can't coach up players that are all like terrible. The scheme doesn't make sense for for what we're asking him to do. We can't get the right protection because our O-line is awful. And then I get fired because I can't make, the shit that you put on yeah. me good like that doesn't make any sense but back to the ravens they have been building and working and fighting for this moment there since since lamar came into the league he's been the underdog ever since he came into the league and it's pretty i think he's the he's going to be the mvp this year i don't think there's any doubt but it's crazy how these two teams with similar like similar builds as far as like offense and defense goes as far as like actual toughness and how they can both establish the running game, but they can kill you over the middle and over your head. If you're not careful, it's going to be really explosive. It's going to, I can't wait to watch it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be a great game between two quarterbacks who are still, you know, Lamar is obviously still early on in his career and he's yeah. just built him. He's built himself up um, from that 2019 MVP run. He, he really mm-hmm. hasn't, I don't think he's fully returned. I mean, he's had injury problems, but yeah. this year was remarkable. and, and having him on a few of my fantasy rosters actually i was frustrated throughout the year because oftentimes he was getting robbed because of the goal line punches they would make with their running backs throughout the year <laughs> yeah. so statistically and i understand that lamar's lamar's not going to have the best statistics on planet earth and and i right. actually i talked about it as i was i wasn't super happy with the lamar mvp narrative after they beat the niners because I found like, let's say hypothetically the Niners win that game or they scrape by, right? Mm-hmm. I I think Brock Purdy still remains at the top, right? I think it was largely based upon who who wins what game. And Lamar is absolutely deserving of it. I'm not, I'm not saying otherwise. But also at the same time, like we were very quick to switch up on, on players all around the league. Dak was the MVP candidate for a while, lost the big yeah. game, moved to Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy lost the big game, moved to Lamar Jackson. What if Lamar Jackson lost the big game? Do we do we view him the same yeah. way? That, that that was where I was. And that was where I was sitting, and that's my problem with the MVP debate. I, I think Lamar Jackson is is absolutely a front running candidate for that. And this year has been quite lackluster to be honest with you for the MVP discussion, which could be a good thing because teams are much more balanced, I guess. But that, that was, that was where I struggled. But overall, the Ravens have just been flat out fantastic all year on both sides of the ball. uh, Even specialty. It's, it's been fantastic. And, and they, they've been a treat to watch. I, I, I think the Niners have a better shot at getting to the Super Bowl just because of the matchups the Ravens might have. They're going to p- play Houston. They do play a lot of good teams. You know what I mean? They play Houston. The Niners play the Packers. I'd, I'd rather play the Packers. And then they're going to play Buffalo or Kansas City. I'd much rather play the Lions or the Bucks. Like, Yeah. But the real. Ravens, I, I still think the Ravens are the best team in the league right now.
1: Yeah. I think they have what it takes to to take it to the Super Bowl. I kind of do. Do you seen that – the the 49ers have one of the most lethal pass rushes in the league right now. And you, we all seen what happened when Lamar Jackson came to town. They were afraid to rush him, they didn't know what to do. It's like, is he going to run? Is he going to take off? Is he, or is he going to, like, what is he going? They had no idea what he was capable of until you actually like play him that's why the ravens have always they've been ever since lamar got there they've been so good against nfc teams he's he's, uh 24 and one versus teams in the nfc and that's because they don't see him regularly you can't game plan around him until you see him it's a little bit like um tyree kill and jalen waddle you don't know you can't prepare for how lightning quick they are they they can one minute they're lined up then they score like that's exactly how fast it can be lamar has that same effect on people like you don't know, you don't know how fast he's moving when it looks like he's not moving that quick and it's like well how do i how do i approach this and it's going to be interesting to see because the texans defense is relatively young they have a few vets on there but as far as their d-line goes they have a lot of guys that are going to have a few issues with tackling a guy like that but i think they're going to have a f- the the one like kind of small ace in the hole I'm thinking about is D'Amico Ryan had a game planner against Kyler Murray for a couple of years, who does the similar thing as far as like scrambling in the pocket. And you don't know how fast he is until you play him. So I think uh, him taking that knowledge from the 49ers and bringing it over here is going to give them a pretty sneaky edge.
0: Do you have any worries about, I mean, this, this is talking outside of this year. But do you have any worries about Lamar and his playing style because um historically quarterbacks who have run the ball very well like Lamar Jackson have been yeah. lethal like you said but their careers haven't been sustainable because of their playing style that's that's my biggest question around Lamar Jackson he's fantastic he's great super talented He's gotten so much better passing the ball along with his ability to run. Uh-huh. But as, as an organization, and this was, I think, one of the major reasons why they were kind of concerned about paying him is can can this guy stay healthy for us? Like this year was fine. You know, he stayed healthy. They, they very well might win a Super Bowl. But next year, you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I I personally believe that he's they're good he's transitioning into a pocket passer he's he's and it's like effortless he's so good they fired their old their old OC that was more like run game mm-hmm. that you know they played off of like wildcat and play action and all that nonsense that was good but when you played a team that knew how to scheme against that on defense it was you know you can't really get a lot of yards like that. They get rid of him they bring in another guy who special like specialized in the passing game they got him a wide receiver uh zay flowers who who's been way better than advertised yep. and odell beckham is he's there he's i mean he's like having a quiet season he's okay uh isaiah likely the wide receiver they have number 80 he's really good so i think for years to come what what baltimore is probably going to end up doing is they're going to keep drafting him wide receivers uh, different like O linemen, maybe they can mix it up there. And uh, Mark Andrews is coming back. Oh my god, that's yep. so that's <laughs> yep, that's,
0: that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's the roster, it's studs all around. And the interesting thing about Isaiah likely is he's been literally like when I've watched, he's looked like a top 10 tight end in the league. Yeah, like, he should very well have yeah. a starting spot in the league. So if they have that, and then uh, they also have Rashad Bateman. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't. That's I haven't true. heard a lot about him this year because of the other weapons they've had. It's it's insane, and the weapons aren't. You know, it's not Tyree Kill, but yeah. there's there's enough of them. It's just like the Packers. There's enough of yeah. them that they can just make them all valuable. You
1: don't know. It can be any of them at any point that can pop off. It's interesting. It's a little bit like. Um, and a, speaking of which, a sneaky team that has like a like similar. Uh, mold of a wide receiver like you don't know who's going to get it or like rookies that are actually like proving themselves as buffalo yep they have a couple guys over there too that can go over the top it's not just stefan diggs and gabe davis anymore they have dalton kincaid the rookie that they got out of uh notre notre dame i think no notre dame was uh um, josh myers but um yeah he's he's really good and th- josh allen is who did who did the bills play they play kansas oh uh, my gosh Kansas City, but they're coming,
0: they're coming to Buffalo. Kansas City is coming to Buffalo, which is like that's that's the big thing, right? Because, well, this game is pretty much I see is they're going on to play the Ravens for the Super Bowl. So, like, we've seen the rivalry between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes has obviously had the best gotten the best of Josh Allen thus far. Mm -hmm. But when you're going into Buffalo, I mean the The interesting thing is they're both used to the cold, right? They're both, yeah. both used to playing outdoors, so that's not going to be a factor. Like we saw the Dolphins, it was it was embarrassing. They I, I, <sighs> nobody tackled that game, right? Like it was it was it was flat out ridiculous. Yeah, no They're change. going like two teams that are used to the cold, but the Bills are just on fire. And for me, the Chiefs just don't have it this year. And I. It the receivers have been absolutely terrible dropping balls left and right. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been the same. Uh, the loss of the enemy was massive. I mean, it's it's just not the Travis same. Travis
1: Kelsey is yeah. like a shell of himself yeah, this he's, year.
0: He's he's more he's more popular on the media now than he yeah. is on the field, which is which is fine. It, it, it is what it is, but superstar I think, girlfriend. Yeah, I, happen, I, I think I think the bills will take the Chiefs, even with the uncharacteristic mistakes that Josh Allen is making as well. They, they can make up for it like they did in the Miami game.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think this is going to be one of those games that everybody is going to just want to watch. No yeah. talking. Shut up. We're just going to sit down and watch two of the greatest of their generation just play. And I – oh, man, this is going to be such an interesting game yeah. because offense to defense, I think Kansas' offense – is going to have a little trouble against their defense, I do, because like you said, their wide receivers have not have not been doing what we thought they would do. Marquez Valdez Scantling, there's a reason why Green Bay didn't want to sign him again. And I'm just I'm just saying, like we all seen that touchdown he dropped for like a, <laughs> for like 30 yards. Yeah. There's it's it's it just can't happen. <laughs> now on the one thing I will say is nobody gives, or not, I'm not gonna say nobody, but it's pretty easy for for, um, the Chiefs defense to go under the radar because it's mostly rookies and second-year guys that have all just been balling out under that system that they have over there so i think they're gonna give josh allen a couple fits early maybe an interception here or there but it's gonna be really interesting to watch this is the one game this week that i i could go either way i don't know who's gonna win
0: yeah and and i think that's been the case really between the bills and the chiefs for as long as these two quarterbacks have been around um the interesting thing and i had talked about this earlier on in the year because I was I was hoping that the Bills could eventually put together a Super Bowl run because the franchise has been tortured historically. But um, what they needed to do, I I found in previous years was get get away from the method of just using Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Yeah. That was their base. And in games that Stefan Diggs wouldn't produce, this is very similar to the to how Tyree Hill and Tua operated this year. Yeah. If they're if though if though if that connection didn't work, the they game plan no was done. Yeah, it was done. This year, the Bills have been able to establish a run game. They have multiple weapons. Stefan Diggs, in some games, has essentially become a non-factor. He, yeah. He's literally just a decoy out there. Yep. So I think that is to the Bills' benefit. And the Chiefs, who are on a down year, that that's why I'm more inclined to take Bills, especially yeah. since they're at home, too. Like that, It does feel like it's Bills' time. Yeah, they already th- came
1: off the Super Bowl. It's a good point.
0: They're, they're destined for it, I think. Yeah. But I don't want to jinx anything because I'm I'm heavily trying to support the Bills on their run. And I think the Chiefs have had had their success and they will find it again. But I, I don't think it's their year from watching them.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It's and it's the, the, the Bills have had they have you ever seen like do you ever just watch and look how the Bills O-line and their offense as a whole just how they size up versus competition. They have some of the biggest O linemen ever. Yep. And they have uh their running back cook. He's been there since last year. They had Singletary who was a good running back and they just didn't want to run the ball. Now they're running the ball and it's like, oh, wait, we can wait. Our yep. running game works. It's like How I know does I do this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I know, man. It's like we have other options in the offense other than Stefan Diggs. And yeah. they tried, they tried to do it with Gabe Davis. A few yeah. years ago, because he had that one crazy game in, uh, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I remember the next year, everybody was super excited. And then he fell off because they were like, yeah. well, Stefan Diggs is our star. We're going to throw it to him. We have no other offense, but now that they've established that it's a completely different game. And they've also taken a little less of the responsibility away from Josh Allen, who was throughout his career, making mistakes that were costing them in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it's gonna be one hell of a game to watch. Um, if I did have to pick, yeah, I'm going with Josh Allen and the Bills. Joe, Joe, sure. I'd
0: love, I'd love to see, I'd love to see a Bills Ravens match in the AFC Ooh, Championship. It would be, it would be man. unbelievable. That's good
1: football, right yeah, there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting for it. I've, I've literally been waiting. If, if, if the Chiefs won, I wouldn't be disappointed chiefs yeah Ravens any, that'll be a yeah, game. yeah yeah i think but i think it builds but we all want to see
1: bills Ravens. yeah uh, i
0: think i think it's just i think it's about time so um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't mind seeing that at all and and i guess we'll i guess we'll see in a few days i mean maybe we could recap yep. uh, the division yeah, round and then run it up for uh for a conference championship week but it was a pleasure man a great episode yeah.
1: thanks yeah thank you very much for having me on absolutely we'll do it again yes sir thank you bro